Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, is episode 407 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker, of course, joining me as always, big underscore Bane, what's going on, man? Do not a whole lot. We got some wrestling talk this week. We got some movie talk. We got some toy talk. Of course, uh, we are gearing up for PHPW Turkey Takedown, as well as Turkey Day itself. It's rapidly approaching. It is. It is. You're ready for that green bean casserole, aren't you? I'm ready to find that green bean casserole and just toss it in the garbage. Screw anyone that likes it, right? Yeah, I will. If I see green bean casserole, guess what, folks? I'm spitting in it. Good Lord, man. Nobody should eat that. It's pretty bad. It's It's not not my favorite. Well, I think... I think we have uh, one of our friends on Twitter actually like really enjoys it because one of the past there was a, a year or so ago I think it was Tara Lynch she was like I like green bean casserole <laughs> I, I mean it's it's one of those where I'm like I get that it's like that Thanksgiving tradition yeah but it's like I, I'm I yeah, I'm passing that one up. I would rather have cornbread casserole than that that is pretty good stuff yeah I love love it I think yeah. it's actually called corn casserole I usually I always call it cornbread sure yeah great stuff though um, we got ni- our '90s fad tournament is rolling on. And of course, more crazy sodas. Enchilada sodas out of the way, so you got to be happy about that. Thank God. I don't know if there's another bad one in there, but I think that was the worst of the bunch. There, there's a bunch of not good ones, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got a lot of wrestling talk, so I guess we can go ahead and dive into it. Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane. Uh, Jay Lethal is all elite. Yes. So this is like the first guy that's made that ROH jump, I guess, mm-hmm. um, since they've announced like they're like hiatus, whether they re- I don't know the specifics of that, but um, I guess they're still doing their big final battle pay-per-view in December. Okay. That might be like the official send off of the company, at yeah. least as, as far as we know it. Uh, but Jay Lethal shows up full gear. Um, great get for All Elite Wrestling, man. Huge get for All Elite, man. Uh, and then I watched his match with Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Uh, Dynamite. It was a fantastic match. 
Oh, yeah, dude, I've always thought Jay Lethal was fantastic. Well, I, you know, I, I have too, but I've also never really had a chance to watch him work a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen clips of him and always knew he was good, but like I never really had a chance to sit down and watch Impact or any of his matches there. Never had a chance to watch him in ROH. So, I mean, I, this is really the first time I've gotten to see him. So it was, it was really good. Yeah, he's he's a great performer and, and very entertaining. I think everyone's seen the Ric Flair impersonation. Of course. Of course, everyone remembers Black Machismo yep. when he was Im- imitating the Macho and He's man. still kind of got a little bit of that with his entrance music. I think that that's the TNA theme that they're using. Oh, is it? And I think Christian's is the same. It's, is it? It's the Christian Cage TNA theme. So okay. They may just be throwing that in there just until they have something better. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I thought that was a cool thing. And he shows up at uh, at Full Gear. And, you know, there's there was a, a rumor that we talked about a few weeks ago. And I, everyone's like, oh, I don't know if that's true. But I'm like, well, it may not be true, but I think it's probably in the works. And it was a list of names signed. It was about eight guys, wasn't it? it yeah, it was a bunch. I, I know Lethal was on there, as was like Dan Housen and the Briscoes mm-hmm. and Jonathan Gresham and a few others, um, that they were all signed to AEW. But it does make sense to pull these guys in at different times, not all at once. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless you're bringing them in as like some eight-man faction. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it needs to be separate. I did read the Briscoes were actually at Dynamite. Okay. But some people said, oh, they're just visiting, but, you know, no one's that, you know, just happy to be there. It's 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 probably a business meeting if that was true. Probably. And I think Briscoes and AEW would be, I mean, there are guys that I think they're so, they're so dang good in the ring, like mm-hmm. they would add a lot to AEW. Oh, yeah. As far as character and stuff like that, so. Yeah. I, I could see more uh, ROH guys uh, start starting to show up different places. Actually, Mike the Cleaner put out there, I don't know if you saw this, that he has heard for fact that Danhausen is signed to AEW, yeah. but they're not making any claims because of his broken leg, which makes sense. I figured he would be one to go because he's so buddy-buddy with Jericho. Yeah, and um, Cody too. Yeah, and so uh, he's been tweeting a lot about AEW. and I mean, he always kind of has, but I feel like it's more so. And so it's no shock to me that he's going there. I kind of figure had ROH even stayed in business once this contract expired, that's probably his next move anyway. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just makes sense. Which there. I'm happy. I'm ready to see him work. I want to see what he can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, we've, we've I've known and loved the gimmick for a while. I just, I'd like to see him in the ring. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can watch matches of him. I haven't been able to find any. They're on YouTube, I'm sure. Ring of Honor. All I've ever seen. Yeah, but I'm not going to actively search for shit. I got you. I got you. I'm too busy for that. Too busy, huh? (laughs) Too much going into the world of big underscore Bane. Yeah. I mean, there really is. I get it. I get it. Um, Full Gear was this past weekend. Uh, I think it was AEW's 11th pay-per-view. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. It was a great show, though, man. No, I'm not. Top top to bottom, it was a fantastic show. That's that's $50 I need for Christmas. I got you. Um, New AEW world champion, Hangman Mm -hmm. Adam Page. Mm Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, you know, I know a lot of props need to go out to him for working injured. A lot of people probably didn't know that, working through the, all the injuries he's had. Oh, I didn't know he was injured. Yes. and uh, But seeing the, the story through, I mean, good for him. Yeah. I think that means a lot for Hangman Page and making that story kind of come full circle. So, How would you feel about him kicking out right after three? I'm okay with it. Are you? Yeah. I know a lot of people back in the day, maybe it's different because it's Hogan, but a lot of people uh, – Give Hogan shit for that back in the day when he did. I think it was was a warrior that he did that too. A lot of people give him shit for that, and so I was wondering, wondering if we'll see that from Kenny. It, it was probably. I mean, that's probably not something he just did. That was probably like I'm sure it was thought out, talked about, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it was him putting himself over. I just I wonder if I'm surprised we haven't seen people going after him for that. 
I mean, I don't... It's one of those things. Like, AEW now has got such a stacked roster that within weeks of, of each other, Kenny Omega and John Moxley can leave, and, like, you have enough people to fill that void. Yeah. So, to me, like, it's... Not that it's good that he's hurt, but it's like, okay, this is a chance for him to refresh, you know, and mm-hmm. get himself healthy, figure out his next move, and then, you know, you have a built-in story to come back to. Yeah. And, and I love the line that, you know, Hangman Page gave to, to Brian Danielson. Like, I beat him, and I, if I'm pretty sure I beat him in less than 30 minutes because mm-hmm. they had that draw. So it's like, yeah, now you kind of got a little bit of a story there, which is great. But that, that promo, Dana Bryan or Brian Danielson did a uh, damn good job of turning heel. I mean, just on yeah. a dime. Mm-hmm. It was pretty wild. CM Punk and Eddie Kingston had a really fun match. Punk came out rocking some uh, kind of kind of almost MMA shorts. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had an opinion on that. Did you see those? Yeah. So. I'm sure you saw a picture. What do you think? I mean, they're better than the tights. Long think tights. I so. think so. Long tights, yeah. I thought I feel like it was like, because back in the day, he almost wore like basketball shorts. Yeah. So it's kind of a hybrid of that mm-hmm. plus a little bit like his, like his trunks. And, of course, they were white like the T-shirt and stuff. So I was like, oh. I'm okay with that. I, I think I think he's trying to find his AEW look. Yeah. And I, I think staying away I, from trunks is the right call. I like that look. I mean the, yeah. the yeah, the MMA shorts, I like that look. I think I think it's different enough that you need to like Jericho was I think very on point of the AEW Chris Jericho is not WWE Chris Jericho. Right. Long hair, facial hair, the whole deal, it's different. And I think it needs to be different. Yeah. Otherwise it's just that's the same guy over here doing the same stuff he was doing. No, you got to be you got to be a different presentation of yourself. Sure, but uh, yeah, Full Gear was a great show. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else uh, important that happened. Overall, I guess a lot of people were coming after Meltzer because he gave all the matches like really high, really high grades. Yeah, like star ratings, and I'm like, he's an AEW shill. Of course he is. Well, but I mean, like they were good matches, though. It wasn't like well, that match sucked. I don't know how you, how it got four stars. Like everything was good. Like everything to me. And Punk made a pretty a pretty good point about this. He's like, he's like, I don't think there's casual wrestling fans anymore. He said we are catering to our audience. And yeah. I'm like, you can not be an AEW fan, and I totally get that. But he's hundred percent right. I don't. Sure. I think WWE catering to that small minority has kind of started to hurt them, and it's mm-hmm. showing a lot more now. Yeah, but I mean that, that doesn't negate the fact that there's still really good matches in WWE, though. Sure. Um, I mean, I. But there could be an equally as good match in WWE, and it would get like three stars. I mean, that's what Meltzer does. I could see that, but at the same time, I don't see too many WWE pay per views that have a pretty solid card all the way through. It's a two or three match show most of the time. Right, but those two or three matches can be as good as compared to two or three matches that are on an AEW card. And objectively speaking, Meltzer would give the AEW two matches on the AEW card a higher rating than the two matches on the WWE card. No, I... I That's what he does. Of course. Yeah. But much like the you know six stars in the Tokyo Dome, right? Right. I mean, it's, it is what it is. But um, I don't... I don't... I still... I don't get why people get so worked up about what one guy thinks of a match. Yeah. You, you, people, Watch what people you People need enjoy. to stop, give, stop giving him credibility. What needs to happen? I put out a tweet this week because um, I know a lot of people were. We'll get into it. Still pissed off. More releases. More mm-hmm. people being let go. Like, what is WWE doing? It makes me so mad. I'm like, there's other stuff out there. Yeah. If if this company is not what you're digging right now, not even speaking from AEW, but there's New Japan, there's NWA, there's Impact. Mm-hmm. You know, up until recently there was Ring of Honor, there's MLW. There's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. 
you don't have to just watch WWE. No. And I think sometimes we get in that mindset where that's the only thing available, and it's not. There's a lot out there. I would actually advise people to stop watching WWE. Dude, I think if you want to get their attention and, and let them know you're not a fan, don't watch. Don't, don't tweet. Don't watch. Don't buy the shirts. Don't buy the toys. Stop it. Yeah. Just that'll, that'll, move away. Yeah. The only way to hurt somebody like that is to get the pocketbook. Yeah. 100%. I mean, the thing, the thing is, is like, Tony Khan's got money outside of WWE. Yeah. Or not WWE, wrestling. He, he doesn't need wrestling to make money. WWE does. And so. That's a good point. If you hurt them in the in the pocketbook for for wrestling, it's going to hurt them severely. Yeah. No, and and I think that that's a that's a fair statement. I know for the last several years, I feel as though I've been very, ca- excuse me, casual in my fandom. Like I'll watch the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but we don't even talk about WWE anymore on the show. Well, what's there to talk about though? Right. Like if, I mean, if you really think about it, like there's n- there's been nothing that's like gra- the last thing I can remember thinking that's like. There's a topic was Becky and Charlotte because right. apparently they have and it's still going. There's like some real life friction. Yeah, but I mean, like we we won't talk about Survivor Series like we're talking about Full Gear, right? You know, we'll gloss over it, but that's about it. But it's it's like it's been the same thing for the last six years, right? I mean, I know you're not a, you're not anti the the Raw versus SmackDown yeah. story, and I'm like I I'm with you there, but no, but I'm also bored as shit with the product, right? And and, and it's like okay, it's Raw and SmackDown. I get your your idea, yeah, but. You, these guys flip flop brands so often. I don't even know who's on what brand. Yeah. And like, I remember one year specifically, I think it was Samoa Joe was on the raw team. And the next year he was on the SmackDown team. Right. It's like, it's not, that's not exciting. Right. And then they all have to re- wrestle in the, the shirt, which yep. just stupid doesn't look right. I, yeah. I don't know. It's just, um, it, it's just not an exciting product. Now, if they did WWE versus NXT, yeah, because they kind of teased that that one year where they had them as like the third brand. Everything was like a triple threat almost. Yeah, that was a little bit more fun. Yeah, but um, but ultimately it's like they're they're never going to treat that as the as such because I know there was talk. I think Brock was the WWE champion. I can't remember who the Universal champion was, but someone said like, what if it was like Brock versus whoever versus Adam Cole? Yeah, who was the NXT champion at the time? And I'm like, that's not going to happen. I mean, it'd be great. But I mean, like, why didn't it happen? Right. Other than you're saying, oh, this brand's not equal. Yeah. You know? And I get, like, it, that Adam Cole's far apart star-wise to those guys. Yeah. But if you presented that, I might be like, wow, okay, I kind of want to see this now. Like, yeah. the last thing WWE did where I was like, ooh, that's a match I want to see was when they announced Roman Reigns versus Adam Pierce. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's fun. Because mm-hmm. I knew who Adam Pierce was. I knew former NWA champion. Sure. A guy that's been around, and then they quickly switched it. Now it's Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, which was literally the the title match from the previous pay per view. Yeah, I'm like, you know, like you had a chance to to throw something exciting at us, and you were like, no, nah, let's not do that. Yeah. So it's I don't know. It's hard to be a fanboy of that product, and people that still watch, like, go for it if it's your thing. But then most of the time, it's usually just complaining online. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know, man. But uh, on a positive note, uh, Jonah Rock shows up in New Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah. which, uh, hell yeah, good for him, man. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's that's a solid place to work. Um, excited for him. Excited to see what he does. Mikey Nichols has been working for their, for New Japan as well. Awesome. So I know uh, all those guys had some time in NOAA um, years ago. <laughs> Jonah Rock's one of those interesting guys where it's like he was Bronson Reed, of course, in NXT. Yeah. He gets signed. Big dude. Crazy athletic, 
there's obviously something there. North American champion, the whole deal. Then just out of nowhere, released. Yeah, it's like the hell, you know. And right. he was like, the, to me, he was one of the first like huge surprise releases. And then they kind of started flowing in after that, you know, the Keith Lee's and Karrion Cross and so on. Yeah, and I don't know. I I hope he does good over in New Japan. I mean, I at this point, I think uh, being in WWE is kind of. Uh, not a good thing. If I if I was if I was a wrestler right now, the last place I would want to go is WWE. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I know, and we're about to get into the releases. I know, I know for the, this last round of cuts, I'm sure it sucks. But you know, they got to see a little bit of light in the tunnel because now they can go somewhere that they'll be appreciated. It really, it really is insane. I mean, um. We can kind of go into it now, I guess, with the with the releases. This also does it annoy you when you hear budget cuts every time? Yeah, because it, it's like, and I've seen a lot of tweets. Most profitable year, most profitable year. We got to cut the budget, and I know, and we've talked about it since probably what 2015, 2016, maybe mm-hmm. even a little after that. WWE's been signing people like crazy. Yeah. And I was like, that's going to catch up to him eventually. Now, I didn't expect him to release, you know, 100-plus people in two years, but that's what's happened. So, I don't know, man. I don't even know what to say to to it at this point. Yeah, I really don't know. Um, And I I really got nothing. I mean, I almost feel like maybe it's kind of like, you know, they have this, like, I, I just I, I really don't know. I really don't understand why they keep doing it. it. It can't be budget cuts. The only way it's budget cuts is if they're like, you know, well, we made this much money with this many people on the roster. Let's see how much money we make with less. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I don't really get it. But at the same time, I, I literally just thought of this earlier today because I was talking to my brother who's like in the same position that I am where I just don't give a shit about either one of the products right now. And I... I I am to the point where, like, I wonder if maybe they're trying to get back to where they were in the 90s with almost a skeleton crew and you have only enough guys to where they can cover both both shows. And maybe they're going to get rid of the brand split. Yeah. And maybe it's going to be, you know, because back in the 90s, we had Rock, Rock and Stone Cold on on. Raw and SmackDown, you know, and the stories just continued from Raw to SmackDown, from SmackDown to Raw. And so maybe that's where they're trying to get back to is back to, you know, just having one one group of guys, you know, and, and less talent. You know, I mean, maybe they feel like they've, you know, stretched themselves too far with having a brand split. Maybe, but I mean, there was also periods in the mid 2000s or the 2010s, you know, 2014, 15, so on, where. Wasn't the, the roster wasn't really brand split totally? Like guys would show up on both shows, you know what I mean? So yeah, but they, they also utilized SmackDown as a recap show. Like I yeah. don't know if you remember that or not. Like oh, SmackDown was pointless to watch because there was nothing but recaps of Raw and mm-hmm. just a couple of throwaway matches throughout the night. Right. But I think the big thing early on in the '90s is you still saw The Rock, you still saw Stone Cold, you mm-hmm. still saw all the guys. Yeah. So it seemed like a big deal and. But then it kind of integrates to that lesser than sh- kind of like Thunder. Yes, I remember back in the day thinking Thunder was a huge deal. Then as it goes, it's like, oh, the main events Fit Finley and Booker T. Yeah, 
Not that that's not a good match, but that ain't the top guys. Yeah. So it kind of becomes less than, but I don't know, man. Like, at this point, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I mean, uh, who who the hell knows what what's going on inside of uh, Vince McMahon and all those guys' heads? I mean, it is... It's impossible to know. Well, so so released this week was John Morrison. That was probably the most shocking to me. Not, and I know you. We talked about it. You were like, "Well, they haven't really been using him," and I get that. But I'm like, the guy has so much equity though yeah. in the company for years. They just recently bring him back with early 2020. I felt like he really was a key factor in making Bad Bunny look good. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like, okay, screw you, pal. You're out of here. Um, of course, they just released his wife, so maybe there was some, you know, not good feelings there. It's yeah, uh, he, the, he might have had a couple of FUs. The entire Hit Row, which I don't even know this group. I, I know nothing about them. I know they released a member on the last set of releases. Yeah. And so now basically the entire stable is gone, which is just like, wow. Well, I think the other two guys, uh, two of the guys are, I think, younger in the business. Uh, I know it's a uh, top dollar, AJ Francis, Ashanti Adonis and Isaiah Swerve Scott, which of course that's a, uh, you know, Shane Strickland. Yeah. And that's Swerve is like incredible. Oh yeah. Uh, but I top dollar. I just found out it dude was in the NFL for a little bit. I mean, he's, yeah. he, he's been, you know, in athletic, which I'm surprised they're not using him considering he's an NFL guy. I mean, I guess it doesn't, Necessarily mean that you're going to be a top star in WWE. They really like their sports guys. Yeah, just astonishing. Uh, then Drake Maverick, which this is interesting because he needs to make another crying video. <laughs> did you see it? Did he? Did he make one? No, that he redid it. Oh, it, he it was. It was all the. He's working with EC3 and that fit the narrative thing. Oh, okay. And he kind of he basically took the, the his 2020 video uh-huh. and revamped it. I didn't watch it all, but yeah. I'm not a big Drake Maverick fan, but um I love Drake Maverick, but like he's one of the, like I I understand why they released him. Here was my thing. In 2020 when they let him go, they probably released him for his main roster contract and then it was like, "Okay, but we'll give you this NXT contract for mm-hmm. considerably less money." And he's like, "Absolutely, let's do it." Yeah. It's the middle of COVID. I mean, like you got to do what you got to do. But you're on borrowed time, you know. Of course. So, unfortunately, he was let go again. Tegan Knox was let go. That one kind of shocked me. Mm-hmm. I know she's got a couple of bad knees, so that might have been a factor, yeah. injuries and stuff. But I don't know. I felt like she was someone that they were going to build towards. Um, Shane Thorne, friend of mine. Yep. Which uh, now he can go back to New Japan. You said Mikey Nichols over there, right? Yeah, I mean, that's obviously where he's going to go, I would right. imagine. But he was a guy like, uh, you know, he got, he was, what was it? What was his name? Slapjack. Slapjack. That's like, what the? What the crap? You didn't like Slapjack? Of course not. I mean, um, last I heard, he was doing some type of Crocodile was, Dundee character. It was Stevie Ray's finishing maneuver in WCW. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, he was doing like some type of Crocodile Dundee character, which I'm like, hey, good for you to try to make something happen, but right. ultimately to no avail. So he probably he probably saw his uh, days coming. Then finally, Jackson Riker was let go. Oh, thank God. And he, he, made, some, he made some less than likable comments a while back, and his entire stable got let go before that, so... Mm-hmm. I think people kind of figured he was going to go as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of guys let go, man. Yeah. And, I mean, again, they're not letting go their top guys. You right. know what I mean? They're letting go of guys who 
could be top guys in five to ten years, but it's still one of those things like you need a future to build upon. Oh, yeah. And if you're not going to have a future to build upon, what are you even doing? Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe they're just thinking Braun Breaker is going to carry the company for the next 30 years. I mean, he ain't going to be here in four years. You don't think so? No. I, I, I not, not at this rate. Everybody, like, unless they're a built star, that's not going to happen. It's, and it's almost like they don't want to spend the time to do it. I, I think Braun Breaker is going to – I think they're going to drop the name, but I think they're going – he's going to be protected. You think so? I, I, I do think so because – they are going to need that next Randy Orton. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and if he's already this slick in the ring, I mean, he's going to be effing money in a couple of years. And I think so too. But at the same time, it's like, I don't understand why, why are you signing all these people? If you have no real idea what to do with them, you know what I mean? Like to me, it'd be like grocery shopping and, and not having an idea what you're going to buy. Just like, yeah, grab that, grab yeah. that, grab that. You know, it's like, yeah, the end of the day, it's like, well, let's just try to make something out of all the shit we bought. Like, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, no one does that. So, I don't know. Like, to me, it's hard to even want to be a fan of this company anymore. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. Like, I, I was even telling myself, I was like, I think I'm at the point where I'm not even going to try to pretend like I even like it. Like, will I watch the Royal Rumble? Yeah, probably, because that's one of my favorite events. But I, I don't even know if I, I don't think I'm going to watch WrestleMania this year. It's, well, I'll tell you where it gets hard for me is not not the company, but the guys that are still there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for me to not want to support the New Day. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to, you know, not want to support. I mean, I don't really care about Drew McIntyre, but like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. some, like Randy Orton. Like, it's it's hard for me to not want to watch him. Like, because I'm, I'm a big fan of a lot of these guys that are still there and that are still big names. Right. But it is the company itself that makes it daunting to want to watch. And so, and... Uh, you know, in real real quick uh, on the flip side of that, I got called out on doing the favor this past week. Oh, did you? By Eric and Barry saying I don't like AEW. It's not that I don't like AEW. Same with WWE. I just don't give a shit. Like, right? I don't really care about either one of them right now. They neither company is doing anything to keep me interested in the product. There are good matches on AEW. See, I I feel the exact opposite. I feel like AEW does do a lot to keep me invested. To keep you invested, not to keep me invested. Sure. For my personal experience, they don't do shit to keep me invested. Well, what would they need to do to do that, though? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, am I supposed to have like a like a like a set of things that they need? I mean, I I, I don't no, know. No, no, but I'm just like asking. Like, you're not invested. Like, I get that. I'm, I'm I'm with you. But like to me, there's there's no like there's no like I'm sitting there looking at the Cody storyline. Like, this is good stuff. And I'm looking what at Cody storyline about him kind of being the new John Cena. I think it's great. Because it's like, okay, I dig that. Like, you know, where he's basically a baby face, but he's getting booed. But kind of making some heelish moves in the process. Yeah. And like, I mean, well, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, yeah. I, I wasn't invested in John Cena until John Cena became a part-timer. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so we're talking another, what, 10 years before I'm invested in Cody Rhodes? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I mean? not saying, I'm not saying he's the John Cena. But I, what I'm saying is like they're kind of in a subtle way. Like the crowd's starting to turn on him, yeah. but it's almost like he doesn't, he doesn't register yeah. that, that he's being booed. He still thinks I'm the baby face. Right. It's, I think it's, it's super fun. I think MJF is fantastic. I feel like he's sure. really become a huge star. I feel like MJF Darby, and CM Punk will be cool. Yeah. You know? I think Darby Allen's becoming a bigger star. Mm-hmm. I still would love to see Darby Allen and Sting versus FTR. I think that's a money match down the road if they ever want to do it. 
I'm hugely invested in these 2.0 guys. I don't know if you've got to watch them or not yet, but my God. Yeah, I watched them in NXT. They were fucking amazing. Fantastic team. Yeah. Like the, the the psychology that they use. Mm-hmm. I watched a match they had on Dark, and I'm like, that is good stuff. These, these guys know how to work a tag match. Homeboy on the mic is incredible. Yeah, and I'm it just, to me, like, I watch wrestling differently, and I understand that, but when I start seeing creative spots, and I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's really good stuff. It's not the same old crap. Sure. But then that goes back to like these guys were that good in NXT, which I didn't even know who they were then. Yeah. Why'd they let them go? Right. You know, there's obviously something there. So, but then I feel like AEW invests in the future. Yeah. They sign guys like Daniel Garcia and start making him a star. Yeah. Um, there's other guys that they've signed that I, I'm trying to think of, like Dante Martin. Yeah. He's becoming, yeah. But I mean, like, who's, who the hell is this kid? Where'd he come from? Right. But all of a sudden he's doing this crazy shit. I mean, this guy's amazing. Yeah. The acclaimed. I mean, those guys are doing. Fantastic stuff. I yeah. think Max Castro is hilarious. Yeah. I think him and Anthony Bowens as a team is really good, and then they're starting to excel to that next level. They're doing a lot of stuff to build their young guys while also doing fun stuff with their with their veteran roster. Sure. That, to me, is exciting as a product because yeah. I feel like that's what I was a fan of years ago. Like yeah. To me, I, I, I look at their product, and this is just my personal opinion, and I'm like, this is exciting. Mm-hmm. This is exciting for me to watch. I want to see these matches. I want to see what's going to happen. And, you know, but at the same time, there's also, like, I feel like they they, they change their show up a lot. Like, yeah. they have Tomohiro Ishii on Dynamite. Wrestling, that, was, that was cool as hell. Wrestling the Butcher. Like, yeah. I, I did love that because it was Ishii versus the Butcher. Like, I thought that was incredible. Right. I mean, that's not on your 2021 bingo card. No. You know, but it's like, holy shit, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um. And you know, like I think they're CM Punk's gotten some knocks from people online, like, oh, he's not he's not helping the ratings. And I'm like, okay, but that's another fuck thing. The I'm, I'm so damn tired of fans. Like I that more than anything. If we just didn't have social media, I'd probably be one hundred percent invested in, in the product. F the fans. Like yeah. F every last one of the fans. Because for seven damn years we begged CM Punk to come back. And now yeah. he's back and we're pissed that he's on every week. Get the fuck out of here. Are people mad about that? Yes. Why? Because he's there too much. But if he wasn't there too much, if people he wasn't would be on every bitching. Show, people would be complaining about be that. He'd be bitching he was Brock Lesnar. Yeah. It's like, just shut the hell up and enjoy shit. You know, I mean, it's one thing to be like me and not really give a shit about the product, but to be completely invested in AEW, but then bitch and moan that CM Punk's there. Get the fuck out. I feel like you're... you're um fascination or lack thereof with AEW is very similar to me in DC comics movies where it's not that I'm like, Oh, these movies suck. I'm just not that invested. I'm well, I'm a story driven guy and there is not stories that I find interesting. Okay. Like I get that, you know, um, they piqued my interest with the young bucks turning on Kenny, but then the very next Wednesday, they're still heel young bucks. And it's like, okay, well, I guess that's just nothing. Then, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe it's going to be a face turn for Kenny when he comes back. I think it's seeds. Yeah. Because he's injured, so you right. can't really use him. But Right. But, I mean, it, maybe it's going to be a face turn for when he comes back, and maybe that's when I'll get invested in it. But, like. But it seems to me they're also going to build to Kenny and Adam Cole. Yeah. Is what I took from that. But And so, or maybe they're replicas. Didn't Kenny, didn't they do that to Kenny? Also in uh, New Japan, probably because I think that's when he was with Kota Ibushi, like when they kicked him out of the Bullet Club or something like that. Right, right. I don't know, um, but you know, maybe that's what they're going to do here in AEW. But I don't know. And then there's like I liked the uh, 
I liked the uh, the inner circle versus the American top team. I thought that was fun, but at the same time, it's not enough for me to spend 50 bucks on. That match had was way better than it had any right to be. Yeah. I mean, I felt like as far as fun, that match had it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it... Like that Baron Von Raschke in the crowd he yeah. gave Ethan uh, Page the claw. Yeah, amazing. That's just good shit. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean it's it, it's incredibly hokey, but it's like, yeah, that's good shit. I mean, but you had you had good wrestling. You had they they I felt like they they utilized the MMA guys mm-hmm. as well as they could without trying to overexpose them. Yeah, which was which was smart. Sammy Guevara did some crazy shit. You know, but yeah. then it ends with Jericho beating Dan Lambert, which is what we all. True. So, I mean, it, it was what it was. So, but yeah, I mean, and I, and I get it. Like, you're not you're not a fan. You're not going to buy the pay per view, right? I'm with you there. But I think I think at the end of the day, it's like I look at it like myself. I would rather watch that show and pay for it than watch Survivor Series on Peacock mm-hmm. when I can watch it with a subscription, which I have. Right. I just have no desire to watch the show. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, there's nothing about Survivor Series either that you know gets me wanting to watch it but you know at the same time that that is free i i look at it as free because i I would probably have peacock regardless of WWE. right and so i don't know it's just it's just one of those things man like i i, I just uh not in, not invested at all in AEW. yeah i get it all right we got some movie and tv talk what do you say we dive into it let's do it this is all right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? I tell you what we got now. Beginner's Corbain Shang Chi is officially on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it this past week. I really enjoyed it, man. It was a fun movie. Yeah. Have you checked it out yet? I have not. Plan to? Uh, it's it's far down on the list. Yeah. yeah. It is not high on the priority of things for me to watch. It was very. It was a very well put together movie. Yeah. I thought. You know, it was one of those that's. I think it was supposed to come out in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that got delayed. But a lot of lot of little. Um, it's not a character I'm familiar with. True. Had very similar feelings like to that in like Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like, I'm kind of going into this with like a blank slate because I don't really know. Yeah. I know who Shang Chi is, but I don't really know much about the character. But yeah, you know, it kind of has the ties to Doctor Strange, but then also some ties to Iron Man, which okay. was really cool. Um. So I'm, I'm excited for it, man, and I hopefully uh, that's something they continue to explore with some of these uh, less known characters. I think it's really cool on Marvel, kind of built, kind of doing their own building to the future now. Yeah, and that's something they're going to have to do. I mean, it, they, they've kind of done their rounds on all these main characters. They're going to have to boost up some some uh, lesser known characters. But again, how do you get people to care about it? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure plenty of people are going to watch this. Yeah, you know, but. I think I, oh, I think they have yeah because yeah. it's Marvel you know right people people love Marvel right now right um, speaking of that Spider Man there's a new trailer I didn't even write this down but I just thought of it did you watch that at all I did watch that yeah what you think uh, I mean it looks good it's yeah. fun right like yeah. you know like you see the Doc Ock kind of doing like you're not Peter Parker you know so obviously <clears throat> the big rumor has been that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire show up but that's not been fully. There's a confirmed, I guess. There's a clip in the trailer that apparently Lizard gets punched by nothing. Mm-hmm. And so people are saying, like, well, they just removed the other Spider-Man out of it. Yeah. So basically what I gather is uh parallel universes. We're gonna see the other Spider-Man, all the previous Spider-Man villains from the previous films. This should be good. I mean, right? I mean, I don't know which way they're gonna go with it, but 
I think it'll be fun. I don't know if it'll necessarily be good. <laughs> I think it will be. I think the last two Sounds Spider-Man seem, movies seems a little messy to me, honestly. True, but the last two Spider-Man movies have been very, very good. So yeah, I, I've got they were they were the best of the Spider-Man. But Spider-Man Spider-Man has been one of my least favorite movie series like ever. Really, of, of any superheroes. Yeah, I I enjoyed the first Toby movie. I thought the second one was good. The third one didn't quite do it for me. Like, yeah. I thought they really messed up Venom, which. For some reason, like they can't quite get Venom right. I don't. I don't know why. I mean, I, I like Venom now. You know, I mean, he's okay. He's not. He's not terrible. But like, also, too, Venom's one of those weird characters because either you have the symbiote talk or you don't, and you know what I mean. And yeah. and if you do, like, I think the the only problem with the one they have now is that he's a little bit too comedic. Yeah, you know, a little too too much. Yeah, because I think Venom needs to be that antihero. Yeah, because he's a villain that kind of turns to like his own character. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. That comes out in December. Also, Netflix announced a new comedy, which I think, I I would assume we'll both be into this, but we'll see. Um, it's called Blockbuster, and it's going to be about like a guy who's working at the last known Blockbuster store, which is the the most they say it's like the most ironic thing ever because it's a Netflix show yeah. about Blockbuster. It stars Randall Park, who's I think hilarious. Um, what do you think about that? Have you seen anything on this? Haven't seen anything on it, um, but that's that's inter- interesting. Uh, actually, there was an episode of South Park where. Where uh, I think it was Stan's dad bought the last blockbuster and ran it, and just it was chaos ensued because obviously nobody's rents movies, you know. Right. Uh, I thought. I mean, with them doing the documentary and, and all that stuff, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I mean, that's yeah. a perfect. T- it's supposed to be in the, in the same vein as like uh, Parks and Rec mm-hmm. and Superstore, which I know you're a fan of, like that that style of of comedy. So I think this will be kind of a fun idea. I personally think they should do it like. Blockbuster in the '90s when it's like huge. That's my popping. Yeah, that's yeah. my opinion. Where it's like, oh man, PlayStation Three sitting, you know, right. like in mid 2000s or whatever. I think that would have been fun. But um, but this seems like a fun idea though. Yeah, I'm all about checking out comedies. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, so that will be coming your way very very soon. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. We got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain to a bit of toy talk. All right. So Zombie Sailor has officially shown off his uh, painted prototype of Danhausen, which will be uh, hitting. I, I believe they're teasing a pre-order for Black Friday. Okay. Um, I think possibly to help out Danhausen with the uh, broken leg bills and stuff, yeah. which I think is cool. Um, should be a a hot seller, right? I mean. For the Danhausen fans, out, for the Danhausen people out there, yeah, I hope it is. Um, I think it's his, actually it's his first officially licensed figure, is what they were saying. I think so. So um, I know he's in the major Bendy's line, which is upcoming as well. And then if he does sign with AEW, I'm sure. Did he not have a uh, brawler? He did have a micro brawler. Okay, but I don't know if that is. I don't really qualify it as a figure, but I don't think. Yeah, I think that's what it is. They're not counting that because yeah. it's, you know, more like it's a mini thing, it's a little but. statue. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll show you a picture. I don't know if you've seen the Danhausen figure yet. I have not. I I assumed you probably hadn't, but yeah, he showed it off today. It looked pretty good. Um, zombie stuff all looks great. I think he's kind of falling into that um, that situation though, where looks fantastic. We're seeing, and he's supposed to have a cloth goods cape and some accessories okay. and stuff. Like we're seeing a lot of stuff, but. Nothing's hit yet, so yeah. seeing a prototype is very different than actually getting a product in hand, and that could be a, that could be an ongoing issue where it's like, well, we we need to see some stuff in hand before we start making purchases. 
Yeah. Things and, like that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, but I think, I think uh, getting pre-orders in for that is a good step in the right direction with the, with the way shit is right now, man. Like it could be a while just because of delays and shipping oh, yeah. and shit oh, yeah. like that. I mean, oh, yeah. it might just be a while just because of that. Could be. I know. Um, he said series one is supposed to be in hand like January, February, 2022. Mm-hmm. So this, I think Dan set for series two. This might be kind of an early pre-order because they want to help him out. And I totally get that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll just kind of wait and see what happens. Yeah. Well, that being said, we got a little bit of news for Turkey takedown, which is coming your way very, very soon. Um, right. I believe right after Thanksgiving, correct? Yeah, it'll be the, uh, it'll actually be, a week from yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, yep, this coming Saturday is when it is. And I, honest to God, can't remember what all we've talked about, what all we've announced. Uh-oh. But with it coming up, let's just talk about the entire card. Let's do it. So, we obviously know the champion, Ruby Two-Time, is going to go up against Mike the Cleaner in a rematch. Absolutely. Um, that you set up because I clearly did not have Mike the Cleaner in that match. Well, he's the rightful number one contender. You're welcome. Uh, I didn't say thank you for that. But we also have the Grand Prix Openweight Championship as Jack Gamble will defend against both members of Fully Posable, Jeff Toon and Scott Toon, as well as his former tag team partner, John Webb, in a square dance match. And this is not going to be our normal square dance elimination match. This is going to be one fall to a finish square dance. It'll be a very, very interesting match. Huge opportunity for all three of those guys uh, as the challengers. Um PSPW Tag Team Championship on the line as the Inevitable Assassins take on the brand new team of Soda Hunter and Ethan Chambers, the pit crew. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm to the point, nothing against Soda Hunter, but I'm kind of hoping they lose because Ethan Chambers just can't seem to keep his mouth shut. Wow. Just throw out your opinions like you don't even give a crap. I don't. Well, I think, personally, the Inevitable Assassins have been the, the, the hottest team in PHPW history. I'm not going to deny that. But yeah. I feel like... Uh, Every time, you know, we have a new team challenging, it never really seems like the tide shifted. Well, I feel like it's starting to, and I think it's going to happen. A turkey takedown, bold prediction. I think we have new PHPW tag team champions. Well, that is bold. That is very bold for you to say, sir. Also, the diehard title is on the line, but there's an interesting stipulation with this. It is going to be a standard rules match. Aaron Anders will defend against the returning Dobro should be uh, should be quite the contest, but very different than what we've seen in the past. Hopefully, both guys can adapt to the new rules. Absolutely. Uh, then we also have another number one contenders match for the PHPW Championship. Travis Fowler is going to take on GBM. Well, I mean, how you're rooting for GBM over Tier One is baffling to me. But you know, everybody's got their own opinions, even if they're yours and they're bad. I mean, GBM's actually helped me out. What's Tier One done? Yeah, crickets. That's what I thought. I, I nothing. Nothing. I, I'm trying to figure out what GBM has done. He's gotten El Guapo fired. He's beaten the crap out of Ricky the Roper Rex. And let's, He's let's gotten Pyro fired. If I remember correctly, all those guys came because of you losing a match, right? 
Correct. Oh, that's right. That's Correct, right. because I'm not a wrestler, yes. That's right. Uh, then we also have, and finally, uh, we're going to get to this. I'm going to be able to just not have to deal with your stupid S anymore because I'm going to, I'm going to get complete control. And how is that again? Because you're not a wrestler, right? I'm going to, I'm going to win in a match against you. We'll see about that. In a ladder match. Wow. Silencer, sir. Yeah. Then, uh, the Grand Prix Overweight Championship number one contender battle royal. Something you set up for, uh, to screw over Jordan Zeilinger. No, I gave him an opportunity. You're welcome, Jordan. He's going to be in this match, taking on David Thomas. Now go watch Ernest Saves Christmas, and so maybe you won't be in weird matches. Eric Barker of D-U-M-B. <laughs> Dmitry Alexandrov. Eric Brown and Barry Frost of Doing the Favor. Kreger of Wreck My Faction and the Scranton Strangler of the Scranton Syndicate. Why is he still here? Fire him. I don't know. Good God. I mean, hell, you're 49% owner. Why don't you fire him? 49% Fordell. That's, and and if I and I'll, I'll tell you straight up when I, when I win the match, Scranton Strangler's not getting fired. No, is he gonna be your new champion? No, he, but, he, he gonna but I'm new, gonna keep him around. Guy? He's kind of a fun guy. God. Yeah. I in fact, should. if he starts, you know, I'm gonna keep you around too, just so you know, mm-hmm. and put you in a bunch of matches all the time. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna have him strangle you. Yeah. I, I've seen him work. He's not. He's not gonna be able to get a hold of me. You don't think so? Don't think so. I bet if it's a handicap match, you will. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Because you're not going to win. That, and that's just the fact of the matter. Just the fact of the matter. Words of wisdom by Big Underscore Bane. Yep. Well, that's the card. Turkey Takedown coming Saturday. Right after Thanksgiving. So tune in to watch Breaker lose, Tier 1 lose, and Drewy Two-Time retain his title. All that remains to be seen, except for the fact that I'm going to beat Bane. But um, to move forward, our 90s fad tournament... Um, we had an interesting poll. I think the most interesting one of this entire tournament, because I felt to me, it was like our two biggest things. Yeah. It was pogs and goosebumps books. Which one was the bigger nineties fad mm-hmm. now goosebumps, although they, I think they hit like a huge popularity increase in nine in the nineties, probably like 93, 94. Yeah. Everybody our age is reading these, right? Same with, and people were all playing with Pogs, but that kind of started to wither away rel- relatively quickly. I thought this would be closer than it was, Big Underscore Bane. The poll ended up 76% to 24%. Mm. Goosebumps took the lead. I was shocked by that. See, I I honestly figured Goosebumps was going to win this. I'm not shocked that they won. I'm shocked by it was, it was such a create like a amount, that big of an amount, a difference, you know? I think Pogs might have been a little bit more obscure than we thought. Oh, well, obviously, I think that's the case, but yeah, crazy. Um, that moves us into the uh, semifinals. Are you ready to start talking about the semifinals? Let's do it. First matchup, Jinko Jeans versus Yikes Pencils. Jinko Jeans. See, may, and maybe I'm looking at this differently. I would still be all about some Yikes Pencils. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to wear Jinkos ever. You're not? Hell no. What if they come back in style? What if no. everybody... What if, what if The Rock and Ryan Reynolds just started wearing Jinko jeans? Then I would even stay further away from them. Would you? Screw style. I'm not, you know, God, they're ugly. I'm not going to wear that you shit. You heard it here first, folks. Brian Breaker says, screw style. Screw style. <laughs> Dude, I'm wearing black sweatpants and a Cobra Kai t-shirt. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about style. That's right. That's right. 
So I'm not, no, I'm not going to wear Jinko jeans. So, but it's not about what's popular now. It's about what was popular then. So mm-hmm. they definitely have a shot to win this whole tournament at this point. Yeah. And that, I, I think, because what is our other match? Goosebumps and Beanie Babies. Beanie Baby. Oof. I, I feel like it's going to come down to Jinko and Beanie Babies. And I think Beanie Babies is going to take it. But I, I don't know because yikes. Very well could take this out because everybody loved Yikes. Oh, yeah. Everybody loved Yikes pencils. I mean, they had such cool designs on them. Well, and I think with Goosebumps and Beanie Babies, what's interesting with that one is that Goosebumps, like, you could actually find these years later. I'm like, oh, these are kind of fun. Yeah. Beanie Babies are like, this is, like, why? Why it's, does we care about this? Right. You yeah. know, it's it's one of those weird fads. It was huge, but then it died, and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of glad it died. Yeah. And, and honestly... I'm gonna say I was gonna say most of these. Some of these could come back into popularity. I don't think Jinko jeans will. I don't think the Macarena dance will, but some of them could. And um, I could see Yikes pencils if they if they relaunch that. I could see stopping if you're like in that department, like oh, you know, Yikes pencils are back. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if there actually is something very similar to Yikes pencils already. Probably because I I know when I've you know, done back to school shopping for, you know, the kids. I mean, this is a few years back because we don't really have to do that anymore. Um, but the, I would, I would see pencils like that. You yeah. Know? And so I, it wasn't necessarily yikes, but you know, it would be like, you know, different cool designs on them and stuff like that. Well, sure. Like the gel pins. I mean, I remember, yeah. I'm sure you remember the gel pins that had all the different ink in there. And so as you wrote, it would change and stuff. And I always try to get two out at the same time and it just could never do it. Never do it. Yep. <laughs> Good time. So make sure to go vote on at BBPH918. Jinko Jeans, Yikes Pencils. Which one did you like better in the 90s? And big underscore Bane, I think it's about time for some more crazy soda. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? All right. I saw a TikTok video of you uh, doing some WWE trivia. You you really nailed it, man. Over 10? Yep. Yeah. I, I did a damn good job. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's try to do something that I think... I think you will be able to answer correctly. Let's see. All right. This is a relatively simple question. Okay. Who did Brett the Hitman Hart defeat to win the 1993 King of the Ring? A, Mr. Perfect. B, Razor Ramon. C, Bam Bam Bigelow. D, Shawn Michaels. To be honest, I have no idea. I think it was Bam Bam Bigelow, though. You are correct. It was Bam Bam Bigelow, and that means I will have to try this first, and it will be Grass Soda. Grass Soda. Yucky. Yum. Very excited for this. We've had this before. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it is, and I don't remember at all what it tastes like. I mean, maybe it just actually tasted like grass. I don't know. It's very green. I will say it does kind of look like surge out of the bottle. A little bit. You know, uh, very, very green. Um, I mean, there's no, there's no there's no flavor hint at all. I mean, it says mowed and bottled in the United States. So, I mean. Yeah, I feel like that's false information. Well, I mean, you can't really mow liquid. I mean, I guess you technically can, but I mean, it's still liquid after. <laughs> It's possible they're just trying to be funny. Those sons of guns. Well, unsuccessful. Unsuccessful. I indeed. did not laugh. No, it's not that bad. No? 
It's not. Well, I mean, does it taste like grass? No, but it, it tastes like. Man, I can't pinpoint the taste. I don't know. It's it's got a like a. It does kind of have like a leafy green taste, but it's not grass. It's like. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? There's an interesting t- flavor there. Almost like a like a juicer. <laughs> Almost has like a like a fake cucumber flavor. That's it, the cucumber. Yeah, like a like if you had a cucumber extract or something yeah, like yeah. that and they put it in the soda. That's kind of what it tastes like. Yeah, like your George Costanza making your own salad, you know. Mhm. I mean, it's not bad. Now that I recognize the flavor. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's good. No, but I do like cucumber water. Yeah. I mean, cucumber is... Like the other guys? Yes. I, <laughs> that was actually the first time I heard of it, and I, I tried it one day. I was like, my God, that really is good. Yeah. It's it's actually not... This is not terrible, but again, I think it's... Uh, we're taking small sips. We're not, you know, chugging it down the gullet, because otherwise it would probably not be the best. Yeah. That's um, yeah, it's not terrible, but it's not... I wouldn't sit here and finish that bottle, you know? You know, to be fair, though, between the two of us, we, we polished off not quite half, maybe a third of the bottle, what would you say? Because obviously the neck is a lot skinnier sure, than the bottle, but maybe yeah. a third. Yeah, probably about a third. Do you think we could drink a full bottle between the two of us, even if it didn't taste great? Probably, yeah. I just don't know if I'd want to. Yeah, I, I mean, I have this weird thing about drinking my calories nowadays, and coffee's about the only way I'll do it. Yeah. You know, I... I don't really like drinking soda. Um, Truth be told, I don't. Tea. I don't even drink anything besides water. Besides, like this, right? And you know, I'll drink bangs, but those don't have any calories in them. But you know, right. stuff like that. But like just, just for entertainment purposes, I guess. Right. But yeah, not uh, not our best, not our worst, though. I, yeah, it's kind of just yeah, better so, than enchilada so. soda, right? Way better than enchilada soda. Yeah, enchilada soda can burn in hell with sweet corn. Yuck. Gross, gross, gross. Well, of course, we got we to gotta give some shout-outs to our, some of our podcasting buddies, of course. We always start with Fully Posable, the Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott over there. Great show. We love those guys. Uh, you know, one of them could be the next, uh, what is it, uh, Grand Prix Open Weight Champion. Yes, they very well could be. Could be. And, of course, Scott has his side project, Drunk Wrestling History. They're not always right, but they are always drunk. Yes. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, another fun show. The fact that they're calling you out on stuff makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, it's not that I it's not that I hate AEW. They do a lot of stuff that I I thoroughly enjoy, but it's hard for me to get invested. So that that's my story, fellas, and I'm sticking to it. I'm I'm not bankrolled by WWE because I would have already been released. No, definitely would have been. Um, man, but again, I go back to what I had said before. If a company does something you like, watch that company you know i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get back in on mlw there you go because i know i know give it a shot maybe maybe you watch it and be like it's a one-hour show i think yeah like this is more my jam well and i because i know i know like jacob fatu's there and i i think he's badass sure uh hammerstone's pretty cool i love that they do like a war games they call it the war chamber i think that's fun as hell there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff that i i has piqued my interest. I don't know if I could watch it week to week, but I definitely want to check it out. So I, there's alternatives to everything. And, and if, if you're like me and the big companies don't do it for you, check out some of these smaller ones. No doubt about it. I think that's, I think that's awesome. I think that's what we all need to do is watch other stuff, especially if the big companies, not what 
not what you're digging. Yeah. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Erickson, another fun show, especially if you're into retro pro wrestling, which I definitely am. So it's a, it's a go-to for me. Uh, the Ringside Rant with RJ is another fun show. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Uh, Boot to the Face uh, with Marty and Rucker is a great one. Tales from the Estate with our pals Drew Vinsel and his wife Caitlin. Dude, I, I listened to this latest episode and they did their top five favorite appetizers. Ooh, I haven't listened yet. And uh, so where was uh, where was cheese sticks? Cheese sticks. I can't remember where cheese sticks was. I, so what's yours? What's your top five favorite appetizers? So, well, first off, cheese sticks was on the list. I just can't remember where it was at, but. Sure. Um, this depends on the place you go. So I think. I, I've thought about this and I can't really like put them in order. I do know my number one and it's a very specific number one. It's chips and salsa specifically from on the border. Oh, they're so good. there. Like for one, their, their salsa has it's spicy, but it has such a and really big chips, really good taste. And their chips are like half of a tortilla. Oh yeah. But not only that, they're salted so damn well. Every time you go there, and I just like the rest of their menu. It's kind of dog shit, honestly. But they're chips I like and their salsa. enchiladas. So don't you dare. Well, don't you say you don't. It's not, or you're getting thrown out of here. Well, I'll eat. <laughs> I'll eat on their menu, but like, yeah, yeah. but like when I think of like, I would much rather go to El Chico's than yeah than on the border when it comes to their actual food. But their chips and salsa are hands down their, my favorite. Their queso is pretty. Bomb their queso is pretty good too. Uh, but you know then. The other four that I can think of as far as appetizers go, I love me fried pickles. Oh, God. I love hate me pickles some fried pickles. My parents eat those all the time. Um, Makes me want to vomit. Um, I am a big fan also, too, of fried ravioli. So that's a specific one, Yeah, I think. You don't see that everywhere. I mean, you got a hideaway in, in a lot of yeah. Italian restaurants and stuff like that. Um, but uh, And then also, too, you know, um, she... Kayla mentioned nachos and nachos. I think there's got it. It's got to be on the list. Cause everybody, even if you don't necessarily think that you like nachos, everybody eats nachos. And we're talking nachos where they like, they, they grill the stuff on the chip and they cut the tortilla. Right. And it's like all placed all around the plate, that type of nacho. But just not what, what'd you say? Not <laughs> like nachos, not chips and dip. They're different things. Right. Yes. Nachos where they have a, have a layer of chips and you got some cheese, more layered chips and you maybe got some beef, you know, extra cheese. Sure. You're right. Yeah. Onions, all that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, Cause I, so the reason I brought that up, I've been, when I worked at Chili's, we had chips and salsa. We had chips and queso spinach dip. Yeah. Then we had what we called the classic nachos, which what they did is they took the tortilla and it was deep fried. So it was hardened mm-hmm. and they put, you know, the beans, the, che- the queso, the shredded cheese, meat on there if they wanted it, and then they would cut it into fours. And so they placed those all around a plate, and that was what we called our nachos. Okay. Now, I get what you're saying. The big plate of bunch everything all mixed together. Yes. Yeah. Still nachos, but a different thing. Now, what would bother me is people like, I'll take some nachos. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And I'd bring them that, and they're like, no, no, no. We want, like, the, the dip. Right. I'm like, well, that's not nachos. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. So it is kind of confusing, but I get what you're saying now. Yeah. But specifically when it comes to nachos, barbecue nachos, some barbecue those are specific, pork nachos, those barbecue are chicken pork nachos. Oh, shoot me in the face. There used to be this one place in Tulsa called Back Alley Blues and Barbecue. I used to perform there a lot when I played uh, live music, but they had barbecue nachos that literally just... 
made me want to cry from happiness. It was yeah, so damn good. WFC's been doing some barbecue pulled pork nachos yeah. lately. Barbecue nachos are hands down one of the greatest forms of nachos ever. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then I, I'm a big fan of just breadsticks. Like, sure. Not really Olive Garden. I kind of think Olive Garden's trash. But like breadsticks. Oh, um, what about like dinner rolls? That's you know because that's more of a steakhouse thing, I, right? Yeah, dinner rolls are good, but like I I can pass on dinner rolls. I can't pass on breadsticks. Like yeah. like if you know if I'm at Cracker Barrel or something like that, and they bring out the rolls, I'm like, eh, y'all can have them if you want. I'll just wait on my meal. But like if if I'm at a, an Italian restaurant or if we get Mazios or Papa John's or whatever, and we get those freaking breadsticks, I'm eating like half that damn order. Oh yeah, you know, and so it's just. I love me some breadsticks, and you dip them in the marinara. You dip them in the Alfredo. Yeah, you like them in the Alfredo. Oh yeah, and then I, uh, I say I hate Olive Garden. They're like, we'll take some Alfredo sauce, and they bring you this dish, and it's like that much. Like, right? Like that's insulting. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, screw you, Olive Garden. You're overrated. I hope you go out of business. Papa John's has the cheese sauce. That's my favorite thing to dip breadsticks. You've mentioned that before. Yeah, because I think I think for me, Crystal's Pizza. Yeah, it's a throwback to Crystal's Pizza because that's exactly what they had. They had those breadsticks and they had the cheese cheese sauce. It's amazing. So good. So I don't have, I don't know if I'd have a top five in appetizers. I got to throw it to chips and queso. That's like my go-to. Chips queso is very Love good. Love chips and queso. Um, one you didn't mention, but they have them at a few places. Cheese curds. They have them at like uh, B-dubs. Okay. Ooh, so good. More or less, it's just like, it's almost like cheddar bites from Sonic. They're smaller. Okay. But it's more of a cheddar cheese than a mozzarella. Very, very tasty. Okay. Um, a Bloomin' Onion is always a fun one. Yeah. You don't see those as much anymore, but that used to be the absolute, like, like our family always got one of those at Chili's when they still had it. And I know Outback still has one. Like, see, I don't mind those. My problem is I just, I don't feel like there's ever the right sauce to go with them. Oh, the the blooming onion sauce though. Yeah, I, I, you're I not a fan really, of that. Okay, no. so that that changes it. Yeah, if you don't like the sauce, and that changes it. Yeah, because I've seen some places like we have ranch. It's like no, right? I, I don't like I, get I, out of here. I feel like there needs to be a good sauce to go with it, and I, I don't really like the blooming sauce. I don't like ranch with it. I, I I don't really know what could. I mean, they're onions. You know, fry. I mean, hell, maybe ketchup would go fine with it. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Who the hell knows? I mean, it's like basically an onion ring. Uh, I just I don't I don't really know what goes with that. But yeah, those are those are tasty. Um, again, this is dependent upon the place you go to. Spinach dip's always good. Spinach dip is good, yeah. But I think there's some places that it's... Well, I don't know if you've ever had it at Cheddar's. I think theirs is phenomenal. Uh-uh. I've never had it there. That's the best spinach dip I've ever had. Now, that's the first one I ever had, so we get it at other places. It's like, oh, let's get a spinach dip, and it's like, eh, it's not that good yeah. here. You know, it's okay. Um, always loved uh, any type of fried cheese, pretty much, you know, which that kind of falls into the cheese, cheese curd category, but cheese sticks or whatever are always good. Some places have these, um, and I'm, I'm seeing it more and more as like the uh, the pretzels. Have you seen that? Drew mentioned that, and my God, like those. Uh, I know Buffalo Wild Wings has them. I think Cheddar's yeah, has them. Yeah, Cheddar's, uh, Chili's has them too, I believe. Yes. And, yeah, it's those soft pretzels with that beer cheese, and, oh, if they do the beer cheese right, my God, that oh, shit is so damn good. It's It's great. It's great. Applebee's used to have like these wonton tacos. Okay. Did you ever try those? Uh-uh. So we would go there a lot. I haven't after. been to Applebee's in like over a decade. So we used to go. I haven't, I haven't been in a long time. We used to go after wrestling shows because they would do uh, half price appetizers after like nine or something. Okay. And so it's like you get three appetizers for like 10 bucks. You know, oh, whatever yeah. it was. And so wonton tacos was a go to because it's like four, 
four or six of whatever mini tacos. And I'm, mm. I'm a big taco guy. I know you are, too. Sure, yeah. And those were always phenomenal, but not really like a standard appetizer because that's like very specific to Applebee's. Yeah. But, um, but I usually get like a spinach dip, some wonton tacos, and then like wings. And wings is another one, right? I mean, like some wings type of could technically be an appetizer. Yeah. Most places, um, at least the Chili's, all our wings were an appetizer option. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people who did get them for a meal. And I, I effing love wings. I, it's funny because with wings. Boneless or traditional? It, th- this is going to like kind of apply to both. Like I used to not be a buffalo guy. Yeah. And I used to also not be a, a bone guy. But like the older I've gotten, the more I love a good buffalo sauce and I love a good bone in chicken wing. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I I I'm I'm not even picky about whether it's a flat or a drum. Like yeah. I just I, I love ripping that meat off the bone. I kinda like the flats the more I the more I had them. Yeah. You know, because I think you need a little bit of both. But yeah, the the only thing I don't like about the flats is trying to get the meat from between the bones because I just I shove it all in my mouth. I just try to work it with my tongue. You know what I mean? <laughs> work it with your tongue. I'm pal. just saying. I mean, hey, I, I mean, gotta gotta get that meat out. You know, <laughs> don't explain yourself to me. Um, no, I used to love Hooters with the all you can eat wings on like Mondays. They don't do that anymore. Which oh is yeah, just, like that's a damn shame. I like wrenched my heart. But they used, they have this uh, Daytona flavor, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a spicy barbecue. But what makes it interesting is once they toss it, they actually throw them back on the grill for a couple of minutes. Okay. Ooh, man. Like those. Yeah, they were very good. And I used to always be a boneless guy just because easier to eat. Sure. But then once you start getting them traditional, you're like, man, these are damn good. Except yeah. it's just, it's messier and it's a bit more of a process. Well, and so good. And sometimes it's hard for me. Like, I'm sure people would see me leaving meat on the bone and throw a fit, but like, there's some some parts that's like straight up cartilage. I don't want to eat that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. so, people can say I'm wasteful. I don't give an f. It, it would always depend upon my mood. If I'm like I'm just starving and I want to eat and I don't want to yeah. wait, boneless. You know, yeah. Which I get. It's like chicken nuggets, but basically sauce chicken nuggets. Yeah, but it's good. So yeah, definitely check out Tales from the Estate. Also check out our pals at Wreck My Podcast. Jordan Zeilinger and his his buddies over there talking all kinds of crazy movies and stuff, but no earnest movies still. Yeah, this, on it. this latest week they did uh, Small Soldiers. I saw that. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Huge in the 90s, that movie was. Yeah, and I actually really enjoyed that movie. Oddly enough, I thought that was a Christmas movie like a few years ago because uh-huh. it had been so long since I've seen it. I think my memory just was like, ah, it's a Christmas movie. It's about toys. And then I, I went and bought it because it was like five bucks on Voodoo. Rewatched it. I was like, this is definitely not a Christmas movie. Not a Christmas movie. Uh, trivia with Buds with our buddy Ryan Buds. Howling with the Wolf with our pal Jason Wolf. And, of course, the Wolf's Chop Shop. In fact, just this weekend, he kind of made a big, uh, called it a pre-pre-order Black Friday type of deal. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. So if you're not a part of the Wolf Club, you might be missing out. Missing out on a lot. Yes, definitely. Um, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a Chair Shots, a fun show. Catching up with Aaron and Daniel with our pal Aaron Anders. And then, of course, a Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast. Their buddy mm-hmm. Richard talking all things horror films. So lots of good stuff to check out there. Of course, wrestling comic books. We got Grapple Hold to Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good, and Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. You can check all those out on Amazon or Comixology. And then our other podcast. You know it's fake, right? Every Monday uh, is my interview show where I have different people on. Yep. Um, 
No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Uh, they just did their Halloween special. I, I guess a Turkey Day special is probably coming up, right? Yeah, yep. you'll be seeing a Turkey Day special in just a couple days. Excellent. Very much looking forward to that. Then, of course, uh, the TB Toycast with me and Travis Fowler every Thursday. We just did an episode on Tiger Electronics, which was a lot of fun. Amazing. And then, of course, all of Bane's tunes you can find over on Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your music. Yep. Including the new song, The Freaks. Absolutely. Um, Patreon.com, if you want to support us, that's a, the best way to do it. Uh, we have four tiers available. You get uh, bonus podcasts, bonus videos, unboxing videos, PHPW Adrenaline, all kinds of good stuff there. So check it out. Patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Mm-hmm. Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard or know someone that's got a beard, you're thinking, my God, that beard could look better. Well, I think this is the place you need to go. Absolutely. And, and by this weekend, uh, there should be candles available. On, I, I saw that online. you were working on those. That's cool. Um, I've actually been doing quite a bit of those. I, I'm i kind of having to pivot a little bit. So last year, and I think last week, I ended up editing this out of the podcast, but you and I had talked about how I was going to, right? I told you about how I was going to uh, make them gift sets again this year. Well, I finally figured out the formula because last year, hadn't really figured out the formula on the candles yet. I finally figured out the formula on the candles this year, and it's uh, way too much juice, basically, for the candle to be able to do a gift set without buying a ton, ton of of um, fragrance oil. I so I'm, I'm pivoting, and I'm just going to sell them separately. I'm going to sell them for uh, $8, so they should be available by next week. I'm, I'm just kind of letting the ones that I've made cure, and it's very, very limited. I'm talking like three apiece. So, right, what sense are you going to have in these candles? Uh, I'm going to have – so I'm trying to debate because I made one that I ended up not liking at all. It's uh, that candy cane lane one I think is the one I actually did a picture of. Uh, but it ended up just being straight up peppermint. And mm. it was like, ooh, that is not what it was supposed to be. Gotcha. Um, but I'm going to have s'mores. Nice. Uh, I'm going to have candy apple. I'm going to have uh, a vanilla bean flavor uh, scent. And then also I'm doing, what the hell else was there? Uh, Christmas cookie is what mm. I'm doing. Yum. Which is going to be just a, a couple of different cookie scents put together and then some vanilla on top. <clears throat> and it's a uh, it's gonna be good stuff. So I, yeah, that's I think that's pretty much all I'm gonna do right now. But I am gonna lean into the candles more because they're really effing fun to make. Sure. So uh, I think I'm gonna keep those around more. And I'm actually, and that's not specific to, to someone with a beard. Exactly. You and, just so you know, you can buy a candle if you don't have a beard. Right. And I'm actually going to uh, not rebrand the website, but rebrand the candles so it's not Outsiders Beard Co. Candles. I think I'm going to rebrand it. The the names right now is outsider candles unless I can think of something better. Mm, gotcha. uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be rebranding that and it's just gonna be part of you know it's like a different thing that's sold on the website because I'm gonna try to sell that shit on Etsy too. Nice, very cool. Candles, get them, get them while they're hot, but not actually hot because they haven't been melted yet. Have not, but they do get hot, so don't burn yourself. Yes, <laughs> uh, all of our t-shirts can be found at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, Big Underscore Bane, the TV Toycast. Of course, all of our podcasting buddies, a lot of them have shirt stores there as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want to buy, a, you know, the Power Havoc shirt and the new fully posable shirt, you can do that. So. Kind of a one-stop shop for everybody. Absolutely. 
Anything else, man? I think that's it. Thanks for checking out Breaker and Maid's Power Hour. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? Good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.